Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in health IT, we're going to talk about seasons. I've had an interesting week, and today's just going to be a riff, and I'm going to talk about various things that have gone on. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping. No, it's not. Actually, we've changed the intro. I'm going to leave this in here instead of editing it out. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health a set of channels and events dedicated to leveraging the power of community to propel healthcare forward. And the reason I'm going to leave it in is it's part of the story for today. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. We would love it if you could share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions. That's what I would do if I were a CIO today. Get the get the conversation started. They can subscribe wherever you or they listen to podcasts, and you know where those are. All right, here's my riff for today. I, I made that mistake in the beginning of the intro, and it's an example of what goes on at this point in our seasons in the seasons of our business. One of the things I did as a CIO and I, I've done throughout my career, not completely, I sort of recognize this mid-career for me, is that every business, every industry has seasons. And those are seasons of busyness, seasons of strategy, seasons of, I don't know, project kickoff, budgeting, you name it. There's different seasons that happen throughout the year. And I think it's important to identify seasons, not only for you, but for your team. And I'll give you an example. I think in healthcare, we have uh, a couple of seasons. I think the fall is a very busy season. I think the, the, through the winter and the spring, it sort of matches the, the school year. The, these are busy seasons. In the summer, there's a lot of vacations that go on. There's a lot of people out of the office and whatnot, and projects naturally have sort of this this slowdown that happens just it would happen with anything where you have team members that are coming in and out throughout the year i think it matters to identify that people might get concerned that projects aren't making as much progress during slow seasons and they might overwork people in busy seasons because they are available and they can move them faster and so for me, I look at our team and I say, look, and, and we could just look at our podcast downloads and I can tell you exactly what our seasons are and I can tell you exactly what your seasons are, the seasons you're listening to me and the seasons you're not listening to me. For example, we, we've just finished July and August, which are our lowest download months of the year, every year, July and August and December, by the way, are the three months, as you would imagine, July and August, people go on vacations and December, people are wrapped up in a lot of things. These are our lowest download months of the, of the year. However, September, October, November are extremely good download months for us. And our best download months are January, February, March, April, May. It starts to tail off in June and then we hit July and August again. And so we know what our seasons are and we can look at those and determine. We also have purposely created seasons within 
This Week Health. We only take on sponsors on July 1st, and we take on sponsors on January 1st. And so we purposely create seasons that are around our not as busy times so that the team will have the ability to onboard our new partners, our new sponsors correctly during those times. And I think as a leader, it's important to identify those seasons. Well, the other thing that happens is people get a little wonky, you know, even around here, around This Week Health, during slow times, they get worried, oh, is there enough work? What's going on? That kind of stuff. And it's incumbent upon the leader to identify those seasons of busyness and those seasons of rest and to give people the freedom to say, it's okay that we're not getting a lot of stuff done. So July and August, not that busy. I look at the team and I say, these are the two months for us to essentially onboard our partners really well. It's a chance for us to catch up on some things that we haven't you know, been able to keep up on. And it's a chance for us to plan and do some strategy work and some of the bigger thinking that we won't necessarily have the capacity to do when things get busy. And so, you know, this week was interesting. I have <laughs> I used to have a whiteboard. As a CIO, I had a, a whole wall that was a whiteboard. And it was amazing. I was constantly filling that thing up. I'm, a, I, I'm an auditory uh, learner and I'm a visual uh, person. I like, I like pictures. I like drawing things. I like seeing things. And so I have two easels with posted pads in my desk and, and they are the, quite frankly, they're the expensive posted pads that I can rip off and then stick up on the wall. And I have, I don't know, like 15 of them up on my wall. Some of you have been in my office for the 229 events. We come over to the house, uh, when they are down here in Florida and you've seen, you know, the, the various post-its I have up on the wall and, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of strategy things right now. And, you know, we, we, it's, it's really been interesting to, to catch up with the advisors that we have and to just have a, a time to do strategy. By the way, we're exiting this time. The reason I'm doing this on September 1st is we're exiting this time. Things will get busy again. But I want to talk a little bit about the season that that was in terms of the kind of things that you focus on in a down season. And one of them is, you know, strategy, effectiveness of your team, effectiveness of, of individual projects. The, you know, you could actually do house cleaning during a not busy time and look at the projects and say, is that project still going to deliver what we thought it was going to deliver and move it out and are there other projects that have sort of emerged as, as a result of maybe new technology or new opportunities or new staff members? Maybe you've hired a new skill set that you didn't have before. This, you know, this week was interesting. I, I spent a bunch of time developing. I, had, I was supposed to be out of town on Tuesday, Wednesday this week, and those plans fell through. And I kept the calendar blocked so that I could, I'm, I'm the IT person, I'm the developer for this week health. So the website's mine. I programmed the thing. It's a WordPress site, but I programmed the thing and did uh, a whole bunch of uh, things on the back end and whatnot. And this week I decided I had some time, two days, I was going to play around with the chat GPT for API. And I created a, an automation, a workflow that once I complete an interview, and I had an interview this week and I just tested it. It's an amazing uh, workflow. You know, part of this is a, is a humble brag. It's just, it's just fun to have developed this. There's a long way to go, but there's, it, it's, it's fun. So complete you, uh, 
develop an automation, finish an interview. We do these via Zoom. You end up with a video recording. I drop the video recording in a cloud-based editing solution called Descript. If you're not using Descript and you do a podcast or you're thinking about doing a podcast, Descript is unbelievably amazing. You essentially drop the podcast in there, it creates a transcript, and then you can edit the show like it is a Word document. You just create, you can uh, edit out the ums, the uhs, you can edit out sentences and whatnot, and it's fairly accurate with regard to the AI it's using for the transcription, so it's pretty interesting. Well, with the ChatGPT API, ChatGPT4 to be specific, 3.5 and 4, you can actually access both. You, you just identify the model you're going to use. What I thought would be interesting is, is there a way to create a trigger that once the the transcript is created in Descript, that it would send a series of prompts over to OpenAI and generate some things for us that we need in order to, to move things forward. And so that was the premise. And Zapier, as you know, is, is a great, if you don't know, Zapier is pretty interesting. It's, it's essentially the, the automation and integration engine for the internet. And you can tap into Google Docs, Microsoft Office. You could tap into any number of, of tools and applications that are out there. Well, it turns out Descript has an integration into Zapier. And if you create a new description, that can act as a trigger. And so with that as the trigger, I created a, a series of quick prompts that takes the transcript and sends it through OpenAI and ChatGPT. And with the prompts, it creates a show summary. It identifies the five or six key points that we covered in the interview. It identifies potential titles for the show. It generates three different types of social media posts based on what we know is effective and those kind of things. And it identifies a, an outline for an article. And we can actually have it write an article, but there's, we're a little more leery of that. So it, so I interviewed Marty Paslick this week with HCA, the CIO for HCA Healthcare, and I immediately dropped it into Descript. And so this all happens within five minutes of the end of the interview. I drop it into Descript, it generates a transcript, it automatically launches the automations, and it comes back with the show summary, points covered, potential titles, social media posts, outline, that kind of stuff. And it's fairly accurate. And I say fairly accurate because it uses some language I wouldn't use to describe the, the, the interaction. It uses some flowery language, uses some things. And I, I think at this point in its maturity, no matter how much you massage the prompt, you're still going to have those kinds of errors and those kinds of things. And that's where we come back to last Friday. If you haven't listened to last Friday's episode, it's worth listening to. And it was such an Adala talking about the the dream machine, natural language interface, reasoning engine, co-pilot design construct. That's the dream machine. Okay. And we see organizations getting into trouble when they lose the third one, which is the co-pilot design construct. This is going to be so important as we move forward, especially with generative AI and understanding that we don't want it to drive. Think about things like uh, autonomous driving. 
we're fine as long as it's a co-pilot. As long as we're there, we have we're in the in the seat. We have our hands on the wheel. We we can modify things. We're fine with lane assist. We're fine with even you know semi autonomous driving in you know those kind of things where it can assist us. But we get a little wonky when we think about the car actually driving itself and a fleet of robot taxis. Now we might get used to that in the future, but at at this juncture. AI still has a ways to go, especially with generative AI, before we are saying, hey, write an article, and we're just popping that article out there. In fact, uh, Gannett News, which owns, I don't know, 200 papers across the United States, and also owns the USA Today, which I think is their largest paper by circulation. I was reading this article this morning, actually. I'm going to pull it up here real quick, because it's really interesting, because they they sort of, they they... Got, got themselves in a little, little bit of trouble because they're using AI to generate content where you wouldn't normally have a reporter. It's things like they, you know, a, a score for a high school football game or those kind of things. Think about this. They have 200 papers. So they covered like the, the Columbus high school sports teams and whatnot. And if they had reporters for all of these things, it might create a little bit of a problem for them if you thought about it. And so they, here it is, Gantt pauses AI experiment after uh, readers mock bizarre sports reporting. Okay. And so they're using an AI company and it, it was doing stupid things. Like it was keeping, it would say, you know, high school name, it would have the high school name and then it would have in brackets, put high school mascot here. And, you know, against this, put high school mascot here, that kind of stuff. And that was showing up in their papers. And they they took a lot of heat on on Twitter, X, and they took a lot of heat in a a lot of other areas because of that. And it's because you cannot lose the focus on a design construct that is is a co-pilot and not a pilot. And so as I look at this and I look at the stuff we're creating, we have to consider that that co-pilot aspect. And the, the nice thing is, the again, as the leader and some free time, one of the things I was looking to do is how can I free up some of the work that my team was doing? Now, my team is already using ChatGPT4. Each one of them has a license. They're, they're already using it. But they are taking the transcript, breaking it down, utilizing their own prompts, creating this stuff. What we've done now is all the things that they were doing, which was taking roughly an hour, we just condensed that to about five minutes. And so with each episode, and we do eight episodes a week, we just, we just, almost an hour per episode that we've increased in productivity as a result. And so those are the kind of things you can do in a slow season. I'm melding some things here. Those, those are the kind of things you do in a slow season, not only plan strategy, clean out the, the, the projects that are working and not working, but also find things that only you can do for the organization that add value to the entire organization. And so now we've freed up eight hours a week, eight times 52, 400 hours a year. Now, and I'll tell you the, the, the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit is I, in our staff meeting this week, I know how people respond when you take work that they do that keeps them busy that they may potentially have see value to actually providing and they may also see it as the reason they get paid and they they get a little concerned and so i addressed that concern immediately and i I said look 
if we adopt automation, these are the other projects we still have on the wings. And because I'm doing strategy, I'm like, hey, here's four or five things that I would like to do with the organization over the next year. And we don't have the capacity to do it. By freeing up this 400 hours, we now have some capacity to take on some of these projects. And you are going to be doing these projects. And so there was an aspect of helping them to understand how automation is going to be critical to our success moving forward, but also that they are an integral part of the future that we are creating here at This Week Health. And we also talked through the design construct that this is going to, the prompts generate these things, but we are responsible. Whatever goes into This Week Health or goes on our website will be our responsibility. We're not going to be able to say, hey, generative AI did this. We're going to, we're going to have to say, no, no, no. Generative AI did this, but we are the editors. We are the people who are responsible for the content that comes out. I think a couple other quick things, and then I'll close. You saw Google announce there. So Microsoft earlier this year announced they are going to integrate generative AI into the office suite. And there's going to be a lot of things that you can do within there. Like within email, you're going to be able to utilize uh, natural language. Again, it's the dream machine, natural language prompt. Reasoning engine, copilot. So you're going to say, hey, respond in my voice to this email on the affirmative that, yes, I would love to attend this event. And it's going to generate a draft email for you. I think this is going to lead to amazing amount of, uh, amounts of productivity, but I think it's also going to lead to an amazing amount of like those moments where you're just sort of scratching your head saying, what are they, what are they saying? What are they trying to do? And we're going to, we're going to learn this prompt engineering and it's going to be at various speeds and various degrees. So anyway, Microsoft announced that a little while ago, $30 per user per month, no small deal for a company at scale. Google announced theirs with their pricing this week. And you'll never guess what their pricing came in at, came in at $30 per user per month for Google Workspace. So same kind of thing, Google Docs, Google Sheets, their meetups, and they've incorporated not only text-based, but also images and those kinds of things. And I, I think the tools we're going to have available to us are, uh, you know, are going to be interesting as we move into this, into this generative AI era. And we're going to see all sorts of mistakes. We're going to laugh at them. We're going to share emails are going to be shared on social media. Like you wouldn't believe the email I got from Bill Russell and that kind of stuff. I'm not comfortable yet generating emails with, with generative AI. We'll see where that goes, but you know, I, Again, I think it's incumbent upon us that if we're going to purchase those tools and bring those tools into our organizations, and I think there is benefit to bringing those types of tools into our organization. And we've talked about this before that the, you know, Bill Gates was interviewed after he was introduced to ChatGPT and he, he predicted a future where every person on this planet would have a digital assistant, Clippy. Remember Clippy? You have to be pretty old for this, but Microsoft had this thing, this paperclip that used to come up on your desktop. And how can I help you? How can I be an assistant? And the first thing you did when you installed the operating system was turn off Clippy because it was just a, a pain in the neck. But we're getting to the point where Clippy is going to be there. And it's going to say, hey, I see you're, you're doing a website. Would you like me to generate some images? Would you like me to generate some copy based on marketing guidelines? Would you like me to that kind of stuff. And it's, it's going to be there, but it's really going to be incumbent upon us to teach people how to utilize these tools. And it, you know, my title yesterday for the show was with great power comes great responsibility. 
And I think as enablers by people who are giving people these tools with, if we're going to be handing people these kinds of tools, it comes with great responsibility. We've got to train them how to, how to use it. We've got to utilize some of the bizarre things that are out there as examples of what could go wrong and make sure that people don't become too complacent and rely too heavily on the tools and therefore, you know, start making some serious mistakes. Anyway, sorry, this show is a little late. I did not record it last night. I recorded it this morning. So it is September 1st. I hope you are having a good week. There's there's so many other things I was going to talk about, but I ran out of time. So that's all for today. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or colleague. It really helps us out. And I think it will really spur on your career development as well. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.